0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joy ride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, AM member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x. Ca on Oilers Radio 630. Check. 1234 in Edmonton. welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper. A couple uh, events in town. Uh, we mentioned that we had MP Michael Lacon, uh for the Autism Speaks Walk that took place at uh, Rundle Park. Of course, there was also the Terry Fox run this past weekend. And, you know, people say all the time, well, Bob, you're, you're privileged enough to work... Uh, work in sport, and that's true. Uh, you know, all the heroes you meet, and I think we all have different definitions as heroes, and certainly there have been some some athletes that if you meet uh, that are terrific guys, but even they themselves would defer to a guy like Terry Fox, who was unequivocally a hero uh, uh, for Canada. The amount of money, I don't even know what the... Maybe, Brendan, um, just because you like doing this sort of thing for me, especially when I call it on the fly, maybe just see how much actual money has been raised uh, through uh, because of Terry Fox and the subsequent runs over the years. it's It's got to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars now throughout Canada because they have them all over the country. But two great events over the course of the weekend. And again, thank you to Michael uh, Lake who uh, is an MP uh, here in town for uh, Edmonton with Taskwind. This is Oiters Now. It's 12.35 in Edmonton. And at this time we are going to bring aboard our headliner which is is Oh, well, we've got two headliners on the show, and you moved it, so we're going to give a double pumpage on today's show. The Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Guess what, Touchback? You're getting two plugs today because we have two headliners. Again, a reminder, we have Daryl Cates, Oilers owner, coming at 105, and John Shannon is going to join us momentarily. After I tell you that guests and Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. And I think even John Shannon would defer as headliner today to Edmonton Oilers owner, Daryl Cates. Is that right, John? You figure? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's awesome. That's good. Uh, see, I of Daryl for you when you
0: go. Well, it's a pre-tape. Full disclosure, oh. we had to work on his schedule. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. You could say, well, you know, I'm the key draw on today's show. It's kind of like Mike crucial. <laughs> it's kind of like Mike saying he was the key of that trade back in 1980.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the famous Mc- McSurley trade with Los
0: Angeles. Exactly. They both <laughs> they both use that line all the time, eh? uh, <laughs> Hey, just before, kind of a sad day. Uh, I don't know how big of a Cars fan you were back in the day, but I, I love their stuff. Um, you know, it's funny because there was some criticism that, you know, they went power ballad with uh, Drive, and that kind of was atypical of their style and everything. I think it's a great song. Uh, give me a rip. Uh, what what did you like the most about Rico Kasich? His wife. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> li- it, gave, it gave all of us nerdy-looking guys hope. But how how Rick Ocasek was, you know, he was hard, hardly uh, you know Brad Pitt uh, got <laughs> one of the That's most beautiful I... women in the world to marry him. I mean, goodness gracious! I mean that, that to me that was that was probably the greatest inspiration that that Ocasek uh, uh, gave me uh, and a few of my nerdy friends.
0: Uh, there you go. Are you are you on a car phone? Because right, we got a little. No. Bit. Okay. Uh, well, no. we got we got to power up. Our NHL insider every Monday on orders now is John Shannon, and instead of recognizing the creative brilliance of the cars, he's focused <laughs> on Paulina. Oh, when I when I when I read the news yesterday, the first
1: thing mm-hmm. I thought of was the lovely Miss Paulina.
0: So. There we go. Yes, and they got they actually got separated last year after like twenty eight years. Yeah, they met. Well, they I, twenty-eight I years. Yes, they they uh, they met shooting that video for Drive. There you go. Well, That's uh, good
1: for him. Uh, good for her.
0: Now, you?
1: Uh, you uh, you're right. If you're a Curse fan, it a good time. But you know what, Bob? Uh, you know we're we're getting of the age.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> Thanks for reminding of, me.
1: <laughs> well, well, no, but the development of media and the explosion of of, uh, of the music world and how people communicate. That, uh, and, and, you know, television, that uh, we're going to find a lot of the people that we viewed as as, uh, as uh, people that we enjoyed and loved being around passing away. And that's not just entertainers, but that's athletes, that's politicians. Sure. It's going to be a, a difficult time for our generation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, just speaking of 80s lore, uh, were you ever a fan of Duran Duran? Not really, no uh, I'm just sense. thinking of how uh, Rick met uh, Paulina, shooting the video, <laughs> <laughs> because there is the ledge I think you know where I'm going with the girls on film video. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, well, you, no, I like.
1: I, I was always jealous
0: of the guys with ZZ Top. So. Yes. Uh, well, the, the jealous of the guys with ZZ Top. Let's just <laughs> yeah. say there's a bootleg copy out there of Girls on Film. That is a little bit different than the sanitized version that appeared on MTV, and that is the the, the sort of legendary rock video of the '80s. So Here, here's here's the thing, Bob. There's you know,
1: any, any one of the, uh, the the listening audience under the age of 35 has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Nothing, you know. I mean, we actually talk. We actually remember when MTV actually was built around running videos.
0: Yeah, running like yeah, like. <laughs> The, what was the first song they played? Video killed the Their radio star was not the first one. I mean, look how it wrecked Christopher Cross's career. Like, people are like, you're telling me a guy with that beautiful of a voice looks like an offensive lineman from the Houston Winters? Because he used to wear the Eric Campbell jersey all the time. Earl Campbell uh, jersey all the time, right? He's a huge Earl Campbell. Which, you know what? Uh, the guy that does uh, 70s sport on Twitter, he too is an Earl Campbell fan as well. And Earl was... You know, the title rose of Texas was a big deal back in the day. All right, let's switch over, John. Part of the reason why we have you on the show, you know what's going on with the league, um, and today is a critical. Is is today a critical day for the NHLPA involving the CBA?
1: Um, well, I don't think so. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I, you know, I talked to, uh, I tried to get to as many people who in the know this weekend, and both the league and the Players Association are rather quiet about it but i uh, talked to a few agents about it um and most are i think are hopeful that uh, they don't uh, open the cba out which uh, up which would mean it would expire after the, the upcoming season uh if they don't then we have uh, labor peace for the full 10 years bob uh, until 2022 uh, but there's a few guys that believe that it's a fifty fifty proposition today hmm. uh, that would suggest that uh, what the NHLPA would be doing is basically creating a hard deadline sooner than later after next season in order to try to negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, let's remember it's and I remember standing outside uh, Avenue of the Americas in New York uh, eight years ago, freezing our tails off. Uh, you know, discussing the CBA and how a ten-year deal at that point—a ten-year deal was the longest labor piece the NHL would have seen in a while—and how important it was for the future of the game. And in many ways, let's face it, the game has thrived uh, in those eight years. Uh, and most players, uh, albeit the when we predicted that it would be the end of the middle-class hockey player, uh, you know, there's a lot of players that have thrived under this uh, system, and uh, there are. Uh, the, the league, because of the CBA, has gotten a lot younger and uh, a lot more young talent is thriving in the NHL.
0: You know. We're joined by John Shannon, NHL insider Bob Stoffer with you on orders. Now, well, it's interesting, John, uh, because we've had this discussion a lot, specifically with you and Elliot uh, joining us over the last uh, while. I mean, there's some things coming forward here, right? New uh, NHL deal in the States as well as obviously the expansion uh, team in Seattle coming in, we could see a significant bump, could we not, uh, in the cap, maybe in two years' time?
1: Uh, By 2022, absolutely. We could see a huge jump in in the the revenues of the NHL. Let's remember, Bob, you talked about Seattle. Uh, That $600 million price tag, uh, the players get none of that. That was excluded from the last CBA. Uh, but when you look at uh, the $200 million U.S. deal that NBC has signed, uh, gosh, what is it? what was it, I guess, uh, six years ago now, uh, and there's two more years left on that deal, there's a real belief that that, that number could quadruple uh, to $800 million U.S., which the players would share in. Uh, the one thing about the Seattle franchise is there are 50 contracts yes. and that, uh, that players will uh, assume, uh, and so the revenues from the revenues from Seattle will certainly help uh, the bottom line for the players. Uh, and what it also does is it, uh, it, in adding a, a 24th U.S. team uh, in an area where there wasn't uh, a professional hockey team, uh, it broadens the distribution in the U.S. That might create more demand for. Uh, for all the, uh, the content that the NHL is. So I, I think that there's a real belief, and I think the Players Association feel this too, uh, that uh, there are going to be huge jumps in revenues in the next little while. Uh, and so when, uh, so why create any negative stance uh, between now and then, as long as it's done in a fair, mash, uh, fair fashion?
0: So if the league went and said, look, we'll bump up the cap to 85 and then 90 million over the next two years and and not and that's just going to be the way it is and escrow be damned is that at all feasible
1: uh i don't think so
0: okay Uh, the league the league uh, still needs more flexibility than that on the escrow front
1: well i listen i i I, you know the when you get into revenue sharing when you get into saying that you, you know you are our business partner Uh, That means that both sides are prepared to take some of the risk, which is what escrow is all about, is making sure that there are enough dollars at the end to to get to that 50-50 equation. Uh, You you know, teams teams are less concerned about HRR than the league is. Teams just want to make sure that they spend as much as they're allowed to spend by either ownership uh, or by the league's rules. Uh, in order to win the Stanley Cup, and some teams play by the rules better than others. Some people use the, the rules of the CBA with the LCIR better than others. Uh, and so what happens is that there's a way that there's a way that teams are going to try to find an advantage in the short term, albeit it doesn't matter what the cap is for that particular team. I mean, look what Toronto's done with. Here I, mean, I remind you that Nathan Horton and David Clarkson are members of the Toronto Maple Leafs?
0: And that's where we are um, going to go next. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and what's that number? that's almost thirteen million dollars of cap space uh, that uh, aren't affected by uh, uh, what how the Maple Leafs spend because they drive so much revenue. And they also they they drive a ton of revenue for their their partner teams, and they drive revenue for uh, the players. So you know, there are people who are going to say, just let them do it. Uh, it it's a difficult one and it's a balancing act that both Don Fear and Gary Bittman and the people around them uh, have to do in order to try to keep everybody
0: happy. John, that's I'll simplify the question. Hypothetically, if the NHL came down significantly on escrow and say instead of it you know potentially being twelve to sixteen, guaranteed the players it would not be more than say eight percent. And if they guarantee them Olympic participation in twenty twenty two, would uh, would we have uh, with the player, uh, there would be no opt-out if that occurred? That's a, that's a really uh, – uh, I think it's
1: possible, uh, but I also think that there are other things that we don't understand, Okay. Uh, Bob, that there are, aren't public yet. Uh, you also have to fit in, where does the World Cup of Hockey fit in there? Okay. Because I do believe that if there's any level of Olympic involvement, the, the league is going to demand that there is a World Cup of Hockey where they can create more revenue. Um, I still think I'm one of those guys, and and maybe I'm not as informed as I should be, but I'm one of those guys that think the Olympics is it near as important in the long term for the the CBA and the the business of hockey uh, than some of the players have deemed it to be important.
0: Surprised at the Marner deal when it was all said and done?
1: I think it's a little higher uh, than uh, a lot of people anticipated, which means the agent did his job. Uh, the six years makes sense. It's not at the same time. It won't expire at the same time as the Masters deal, which was important for the hockey club. Uh, you know, the fact that, uh, that Darren Ferris, who says he had two offer sheets this summer, uh, I know the Leafs were aware of one of them, uh, two offer sheets and he refused to take them, uh, and then was demanding a short-term three-year deal, I think that that forced a few issues. Um, I just think it might be a little higher and good for the agent, good for the player that they were gonna squeeze right out of the hockey ball.
0: So Marner ends up getting a six year extension worth sixty five point three five eight million, just under eleven million dollar AAV. Eastern yeah. Conference or Western Conference team on the offer sheet for Marner? I
1: don't know. I I don't know, and that's the one thing and I'm trying to press uh, Darren. He he wasn't willing to uh he wasn't willing to, to give any indication. So, uh uh, the, the, you know, the thing with the market deal now is is that it, it becomes a you know. What are the ramifications of it? What how does this affect yes. the other unrest- uh, other restricted free agents? How does it affect uh, Nico Rantanen, and Patrick Liney and Kyle Connor, uh, you know, and, and Brock Besser? Maybe maybe Besser more than anybody else at this point. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens o- over the next little while, even before the season starts in the first week in October.
0: And, John, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here. Uh, Evan Bouchard is very early. Nobody's given him a spot on the team, yada, yada, yada. But of all of the skaters in the two rookie games, he was the best player. Yesterday he was the best player on the ice, albeit in a scrimmage against other fairly less experienced guys. If he excels in preseason – Okay, let's say he plays five games, five of the seven games, and gets six or seven points and, you know, strong defensively and all those sort of things. Given the track record of uh, Ken Holland and over-percolating prospects, does he still get sent down down if he crushes it here in preseason? Yes. So you believe either way he's going down? I do.
1: Uh, and and I think that that's the one thing that has to happen for this organization yeah. for the long term. Yeah. You know, this is a, this has been a huge issue, Bob, for a long period of time, longer than you and I have been talking yeah. uh, of, of, of how to manage the future for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know, and and you know, and, and it, it's not just him. You know, I mean, I, I, but I, I mean, I understand how well Musa's played, and 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 you know, I think they got fingers and toes crossed that he will play that well in the preseason. But in the end, you have to do it right, and you have to have guys learn the system, and it's accountability, and it's becoming a professional. And with Jay Woodcroft doing what he does, and it does obviously very well in Davis field. The Oilers should take advantage
0: of that. Well, uh, it won't hurt them to go down for 25 or 30 games, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was only down for half a season, I, and I mean that in all sincerity. Of course, there's injuries. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, they brought Joel Persson in. He's slotted with Clefbaum tonight. He's a little bit older defenseman. He's had a couple pro years in the Swedish Hockey League top division. Laguson's now had two years pro. He can play as a seven. Brandon Manning can play as a seven, and we know this about Bouchard. If he's not in the top six, he will not be here. John, thank you for being one of our two headliners on today's show. Well, don't say hello to Daryl because he won't acknowledge it. Hey, John, uh, Paulina just called. She wants your number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it's,
1: it's a different Paulina, trust
0: me. <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. That is uh, John Shannon, NHL Insider, joining us. It's 1252 at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 1254 in Edmonton. Uh, during the course-led interview with uh, John Shannon, we have breaking news. And that is this. The NHLPA tweeted out nine minutes ago. It's 12.55 at Edmonton. So right during our conversation, NHLPA announced today that the executive board has declined to reopen the CBA with the NHL following the 2019-20 season. The current CBA remains in effect through the 2021-22 season. The NHLPA advised the league of its decision earlier today. The NHL declines, uh, NHLPA declines to reopen the CBA. The NHLPA's Don Fear, executive director, says, while players have concerns with the current CBA, we agree with the league that working together to address those concerns is the preferred course of action instead of terminating the agreement following this season. We've been having discussions with the league about the extension of the CBA and expect those talks will continue. So, labor peace for three more years. That's a great thing. We'll tell you, that You can follow us in Oilers now. Two great road trips coming up. Join us in Chicago to see the Oilers play the Hawks in the Windy City, one of the great U.S. cities, or go down to Tampa Bay in the spring for a great hockey game against the Lightning and a five night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Chicago and Tampa Bay road trips, call New West Travel 780-432-7446 or go online at newestravel.com. To NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business. Drew Shamahorn and his group at Elite Promotional Marketing where your order is done on time, every Time. Here's Brennan Escott.
2: Well, the Wild Inc. defenseman Jared Spurgeon do a seven year contract worth $53 million over the weekend. That is an AAV of $7.57 million. That makes him more expensive per year than Zach Parise and Ryan Souter, if you can believe that. Spurgeon now 29 with 43 points. That's a career high uh, coming last season. Charlie McAvoy also signing a three year deal. That's worth $14.7 million. The 22 year old, one of the RFA holdouts to this point in the offseason. Yesterday, the Flames agreed to a one-year, two-way deal with restricted free agent Andrew Mangiapani worth $715,000. That leaves just Matthew Kachuk on Trey Living's to-do list. Jets restricted free agent Patrick Laine skating with SC Byrne amid a contract holdout of his own. And it took some heroics from Jake Neighbors, but the Oil Kings escaped Dawson Creek with a sweep over Prince George to finish up exhibition action. He scored 36 seconds into OT on Saturday for a 2-1 win there. They opened the regular season... This upcoming Saturday in Red Deer Sunday, they are home to the Rebels at 4 p.m.
0: want well, to mention the Alberta Golden Bears got a sweep on the weekend as well. They bombed Manitoba 6-1. They beat Saskatchewan 4-0. They've now shut out the Huskies in four straight games, dating back to last year's University Cup. But Alberta got bad news. The goaltender they recruited, Griffin Outhouse, who played for Dwayne Rollison in Victoria, has signed a contract uh, with the Winnipeg Jets organization. Good news for Griffin, bad news for the Bears. Daryl Cates coming up 105-106 here on Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.